Welcome to Spirit Goddess. I'm May. I'm Joelle. Let's dive into the world of spirituality together. Welcome back. Welcome back. Happy Friday and happy Canada Day to our fellow Canadians. Happy Canada Day, but not happy Canada Day. Yeah, there's just so much stuff going on in the world right now. As we're recording this, just a few days ago, Roe v. Wade was overturned and... The world is just burning from its core and yeah. out. It feels like the past couple of years, it's been nonstop. Yeah, just going down and down and down. And now we're just going backwards. Yeah. Like we're just going right backwards to taking away women's rights. Yeah. It is so ridiculous and so upsetting. And even though we are women in Canada yeah. and it doesn't affect us directly, we are women, and it's a war on women, so women stand with women, and yeah, we're angry about it. Yeah, and it just is adding to the chaos as yeah. well, that I think not all of us are directly impacted by everything that's going on in the world, but we definitely all feel it. In some oh, way. yeah, you know, for like sure. The war in Ukraine, that's still... Yeah, the war is going on everywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Literally. But that's still so mind-blowing that we are in fucking 2022 and this shit is and the war is still happening like it's still happening right now but Uh, nobody's talking about yeah like nobody's talking about it anymore like it's just disappeared and now Mm -hmm. all these rights are being stripped away but then these rights were also stripped away in 2020 to the women in poland who abortion has been illegal there for a very long time and now it just passed that pregnant women now have to register which is even worse than it was Mm -hmm. but it's like all these problems everywhere have just been erupting yeah for so long and then with every new thing it kind of puts the veil over everything else Mm -hmm. and we just forget about it Mm -hmm. or it gets ignored or it just gets stuffed under the covers of the giant mountain of things that are going wrong yeah I feel like the people are getting frustrated. Yeah. Like, I'm getting frustrated. I'm, yeah. I'm tired of this world, to be honest. I literally saw a video the other day, and it was a guy sh- shaking his ass in a video. And it was, like, shaking my ass, wishing the aliens would abduct me or something <laughs> like that. Or shaking my ass so that the aliens can come and abduct me. Like, yeah. that's how I'm feeling right now. Yeah. An alien abduction would be better than living through this. And it's just hard because when decisions and actions like this are taken from people that have such power, Mm -hmm. as much as, you know, protesting and doing everything in your power to do it, you still feel powerless. Mm -hmm. That idea, too, is super frustrating because, let's be honest, they are outnumbered. We are oh, yeah, for sure. so we are so much more and here we are still putting these people on mm-hmm. pedestals and letting them decide for us. It's crazy, but if we truly wanted we could come together as a society and yeah. actually change things, but we're not. And the only hard part with that too is coming together as a society within that society. There's yeah. a lot of people that think just like the people that are in power. Yeah. Which is very harmful to the society as well as a mm-hmm. whole because there's two different sides to everything I guess and it's just so hard it's very sad and I feel like as a society also especially recently with everything it's clearly very divided oh yeah opinions are very very polarized we're on one side or the other Mm -hmm. and it's really hard for people to come in the middle and understand Mm -hmm. but at one point like we'll need 
Mm-hmm. We'll need to come together as a society if we yeah. really want to change. If not, we're literally the reason why we're going to be extinct at yeah. that point. Yeah. Let's be honest. And it's even more frustrating because it's not just women that are getting their rights stripped away, but there is one of the Supreme Court judges in the States that is coming out and saying that they need to overturn the, quote, mistake that was legalizing gay marriage. Mm -hmm. Which is so sad, because, like, how are we going back even further than that? Mm -hmm. And it's just not right for other people to decide what it is right for you to do. Mm -hmm. And who the fuck cares? Mm -hmm. Like, if somebody's in love, who the fuck cares who they're in love with? And it's frustrating. I feel like it's also important for us to bring up that we are in support of women, mm-hmm. the LGBTQ community, and everything, because we've had guests on the show who are part of the LGBTQ community, mm-hmm. and we stand with them. I'm part of the B in the LGBT, <laughs> represent the B. So it's frustrating yeah. to see that all of these people are being attacked for literally living and nothing more. It's crazy, too, because I feel like as a society, we we were getting somewhere. You know yeah, what I mean? It was going somewhere. We were gaining, I guess, our freedoms back. We were feeling maybe a little bit more comfortable being ourselves and being freely ourselves. And now all those things are being slowly stripped away from yeah, us. Yeah, by old white men <laughs> that were born in the 1940s. Seriously. Go in a nursing home. No, it's, it's very... It's upsetting. It's very sad. I feel like we are destroying Earth with climate change, with all of that, but also we are destroying humanity mm-hmm. as a whole. And it's very sad. So now let's dive into the fucked up shit oh my the God. US did with MKUltra. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> what an intro. We're super enthusiastic. But... I think that we needed to talk about this. Yeah, it's something that's very relevant for a lot of people in the world right now. Mm -hmm. And our second biggest country of listeners, I guess, I don't know how to word that, is the United States. So we have lots of U.S. listeners. So we thought it was important to talk about the issues going on in the world right now. But also reminding everybody to, like, just love. This is a time where we need to love. We're all this together. Literally, if it takes a high school musical song to bring everybody together, let's do it. Yeah. But we just need to love right now. Love the most that you can, even the people that you don't necessarily agree with, the family members you might have fought with, the friends that you might have Mm -hmm. disagreements with. Time is so fucking short, guys, and I feel like this is yeah. what is making me realize, like, the world, how everything is going. Yeah. Realizing how time is short. Life is so fucking valuable. Mm-hmm. Love. Love with every little mm. piece of your heart right now. This is what we need as a society. And fighting for what's what you believe is yes. right is extremely important, but also... I mean, for me personally, it gets really exhausting and draining just being saturated with such hatred and negativity Mm -hmm. even just me looking at all these articles online seeing all this stuff on social media about everything that's going on it just puts so much heaviness yeah and it's so important to not let yourself be overtaken by that hatred and anger and try to still bring love into the situation 
easier said than done, obviously, yeah. and very hard in certain circumstances, but... I think this is how we fight, Don't lose though. yourself, yeah. I think that this is how we yeah. fight, because if you think about it, these people want us to be fucking angry, to be yeah. negative, to be... Yeah. To be scared and to fear yeah. what is going to happen next, because as soon as you are put in a state of fear, you are way easier oh, to yeah. control, right? Uh-huh. So as much as, like, you might be scared right now, just have faith. Yeah have hope and keep loving and this is how we will get mm-hmm. over this and this is how we will gain our power back and i also have complete faith that the women around the world that are going to be protesting this women are just so fucking powerful yes women are just everything yeah we that, love it when yeah women. W- yeah period love it when women uh-huh. period <laughs> so uh-huh anything i know that women will just come together in such an amazing way to support each other and to fight for each other no Mm. matter where these women are from in the world it's it's gonna be incredible to see everybody unite in such a way Mm -hmm. to fight for what they believe is right Mm -hmm. so and fight for fight for the people seriously even the yeah. men go out there yeah. and fight for the women yeah. she he days everybody let's fight oh, together yeah. because yes w- right now specifically women are being targeted but that's but also everybody with a uterus is being targeted exactly and who knows who's going to be next also oh yeah we see this cycle specific groups of people specific groups of minorities are constantly being targeted so yeah. let's fight for the people right now Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> what a speech. What a speech. Period. Wow. <laughs> Literally, vote for us. Vote for Spirit God. Yes. <laughs> Next president. Uh, it's like the, the Lady Gaga thing on the carpet. I do not believe in the glorification of murder, but I do believe in the empowerment of women. <laughs> <laughs> do your thing, girls. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, on to <laughs> on to uh, MK Ultra. Yeah. So last document we were tackling the idea of controlled behavior and mind control from what Russia was doing, mm. the Soviets, and now we're diving into MK Ultra, which is an experiment that the United States did mm-hmm. with the CIA in the fifties, sixties, around that. And if you remember, or if you haven't listened to the last CIA episode, you should a little bit because it does introduce topics of mind control, behavior control, and all of that, which is going to be very relevant to this episode. But the last episode, at the end, we kind of discussed how the Soviets were really using methods like hypnosis and psychotherapy to kind of trigger that mind control. And they were also using it to create multiple personalities, which Mm -hmm. we did go over in the last document. And we believe that at this point, since access to this information of what they were doing in about 1970, we believe that the U.S. kind of took that quick step to say, fuck, we got to catch up with Mm -hmm. mind control and started using drugs to experiment rather than going into the route of parapsychology. Mm -hmm. The last document that we read was dated in 1972. Yeah. But this could be research done, like, 20 years Yeah, as far back as, yeah, in the 50s they were doing this. Yeah, because the MKUltra project or whatever started around 1953. 
Yeah, around that. So they were kind of happening at the same time, but although we know from lots of previous CIA documents that the Soviets were very, very seasoned in mm -hmm. parapsychology mm -hmm. and had a lot of background to that kind of stuff. So it's for us to assume, I guess. That's kind of our theory that the U.S. just lacked that foundation and went straight mm -hmm. to finding other methods to kind of achieve the same thing. Yeah, I think they were really fearing the yeah. Soviet Union because they kind of say it without saying it. Yeah, that they were kind of scared. Yeah, mm -hmm. and they started really researching drugs, specifically mm -hmm. LSD, yeah. for mind control experiments to mm -hmm. see what they can achieve using these drugs. So we're going to be using more than one document for this episode. Usually we stay to one CIA document. We are going to be using one of those documents, but we are also going to be using articles from other sources that we are all going to put in the description of this episode if you wanted to look through them. A lot of them are just amazing summaries to what MKUltra really is, and we're going to be using the one from history.com to kind of summarize mm -hmm. everything for you really quickly of just what MK Ultra was. Yeah, because also we don't tell you guys this, but sometimes these CIA documents literally have pages ripped out of them yeah. in certain areas that are completely blank. So we're trying to get more sources to fill in all Yes, because we completely forgot to mention it last mm -hmm. episode, but the controlled offensive behavior document that we used for the last CIA episode is completely missing page 46. Mm -hmm. I believe it's 46. It goes right from 45 Something, to 47. Yeah. And you know what's really fucking interesting is... Let me just pull it up really quick so it's I can like say like what these, part it was. Almost all of these documents are missing. Like one page, two yeah. pages. Like. And what's really fucking interesting is that at the end of page 45, it started talking about artificial reincarnation through hypnosis mm -hmm. and that's page 46 that is completely missing because on um, page 47 we go right into telepathic hypnosis yeah. so all of reincarnation through hypnosis is completely gone and you know if I had to guess what that is because we don't have the page of the document they took it off even though they opened it to the public if I had to guess what artificial reincarnation is it makes me think of the movie Get Out yeah. How they bring back people from the past. Less with, yeah. like, a weird surgery like they do in that movie, but they bring, like, a grandfather or something into the consciousness of a new person mm -hmm. so that that person can live on. Mm -hmm. That's what it makes me think of. And I really wonder if that's what they were doing. Mm -hmm. But it's super, super interesting. Mm -hmm. So we'll read off the first little part of the article from History so that you can kind of get an overall idea of what MKUltra is, and then we'll dive in a bit deeper. So MKUltra was a top-secret CIA project in which the agency conducted hundreds of clandestine experiments, sometimes on unwitting U.S. citizens, to assess the potential use of LSD and other drugs for mind control, information gathering, and psychological torture. Though Project MKUltra lasted from 1953 until about 1973, details of the illicit program didn't become public until 1975. During a congressional investigation into widespread illegal CIA activities within the United States and around the world. They were doing some fucked up shit. Uh-huh. 
Yeah. Are we surprised? No. No. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So the next little part here says, in the 1950s and 1960s, the height of the Cold War, the United States government feared that Soviet, Chinese, and North Korean agents were using mind control to brainwash U.S. prisoners of war in Korea. So this kind of feeds our theory of the United States being absolutely fucking scared shitless. And I think they're just scared because they're so behind yeah, compared to everybody dumb. else. But also, <laughs> we dumb, dumb. but also they just don't know like how advanced everybody is yeah. because they're only finding out years and years later after like the Soviets are saying, mm-hmm. yeah, we successfully have secret agents that you have no idea about through mind control. And we were doing that in the 50s. Yeah. Just to let you know. Like, and it's like your little LSD is not going to do anything. Yeah. Nice done, bro. Yeah, exactly. Like we said last yeah. episode, the U.S. was so, from what we see, focused on actual weaponry. Yeah, machinery and all yeah. that where, I mean, most of the documents that we've done so far were with the Soviet Union, but who knows? Like, North Korea could have been doing the exact same thing yeah. of just doing the different route of going towards parapsychology and going within the mind to alter the mind and not use fear tactics like machinery to control people. They're going right down to the root and targeting your brain for it. Yeah. Which is very different methods, for sure. So it continues to say, in response, Alan Duels, director of the Central Intelligence Agency, approved Project MKUltra in 1953. The covert operations aim to develop techniques that could be used against Soviet bloc enemies to control human behavior with drugs and other psychological manipulators. Kind of like we just said. The program involved more than 150 human experiments involving psychedelic drugs, paralytic and electroshock therapy. Sometimes the test subjects knew they were participating in a study, but at other times they had no idea, even when the hallucinogens started taking effect. That is fucked up. Yeah, but which is where we're probably going to get into the experiments with the sex workers. Yes, which is extremely interesting mm-hmm. that they actually had government-employed prostitutes. And we'll get into that later, but it's super interesting the way that they decided to go about getting, I guess, patients yeah. for this trial. Doing these experiments. Yeah. Many other tests were conducted at universities, hospitals, or prisons in the United States and Canada. Most of these took place between 1953 and 1964, but it's not clear how many people were involved in the tests. The agency kept notoriously poor records and destroyed most MKUltra documents when the program was officially halted in 1973. And we definitely noticed that because we cannot even tell you how hard it was on the CIA document library to find a full document on MKUltra. Yeah. It's the first page and nothing more for so many of them. Yeah, and even the document with 200 pages that we found, like, there's... It's so hard to find the information with it. There's missing information, and sometimes, like, the actual document itself makes no sense because there's missing information. Or there's text on top of text that you can tell they altered it or tried to alter it. It's been translated so shitty, can't understand what they're trying mm-hmm. to say. Like, or the, it's just all over the place. Yeah. But other than that one 262 pages document that we found, we could barely find anything else on it. So mm-hmm. it's very clear 
that, yeah, they did destroy most of MKUltra documents. Mm-hmm. And the reason why also they might not know how many people were actually involved in these tests is because they did so on certain people fully, like, no consent. Like, certain people did not yeah. know they were a part of these experiments. Therefore, yeah. there was no keeping track of mm-hmm. who was a part of this. And there are some people that did consent to it, yeah. and those are probably a lot of the 150 that they yeah. did document. But other than that, yeah, there's probably so many people on the street that they just did it to that they didn't bother documenting. Yeah. Especially if it was a failed experiment, I don't see why they would try and document it. They just mm-hmm. say, ah, nothing happened of it, let's just don't write about it. Yeah, and since they were being investigated also, and this is kind of low-key illegal stuff Mm -hmm. they didn't want to document this or at least i think they didn't want to document this or maybe they did just somewhere else yeah (laughs) yeah that's also the thing so the cia began to experiment with lsd under the direction of agency chemist and poison expert sydney gottlieb gottlieb i think that's how you say sydney gottlieb he believed the agency could harness the drug's mind-altering properties for brainwashing and psychological torture. Under the auspices of Project MKUltra, the CIA began to fund studies at Columbia University, Stanford University, and other colleges on the effects of the drug. After a series of tests, the drug was deemed too unpredictable for use in counterintelligence. MKUltra also included experiments with MDMA, also known as ecstasy, mescaline, heroin, barbiturates, <laughs> or whatever that is, methamphetamine, and magic mushrooms. I find it so weird that they started to fund their studies at Columbia University and Stanford University and other colleges on the effects of drugs. And yeah, they probably use a lot of the laboratories, but I wonder if they were literally using, taking advantage of all these people partying and literally spiking people's drinks and just monitoring them. Students, because let's be honest, I don't know about you, but when I went to university, I feel like most people were there to fucking party. Like it was the party life. It was the going out life. So I wonder if they also just kind of stuck by, just looked around, looked at the effects of how it was affecting these people. I mean, a lot of, I'm guessing that a lot of university kids would be willing to experiment with weird ass drugs. So they probably didn't have to look too far for candidates to start (laughs) off the trials for LSD if they were on, you know, party campuses. So they probably got multi-purpose use out of going to the universities Mm. for studying stuff. They're like perfect, perfect place. Yeah, all the sea of candidates yeah. ready to go. Like really feed so many people though. Because I feel like university kids or college kids are the most vulnerable. Also, oh yeah, they're finally learning what an adult is. Yeah, experimenting just life, finding yeah. out who they are, finally on their own, making their own mm-hmm. decisions. Very vulnerable. Yeah. Very vulnerable for a little agent to just pop a pill right in their yeah. drink and just watch and wait <laughs> yeah. for fucked up shit to happen. It's very oh weird. God. Anyway, so we mentioned prostitutes earlier, and this is where it comes into that. So they called it Operation Midnight Climax. Such a good thing for it. Very fitting. <laughs> yeah, it's very fitting. Pun intended. Pun fully intended. So... 
Operation Midnight Climax was an MKUltra project in which government-employed prostitutes lured unsuspecting men to CIA safe houses, with little quote quotes on that, safe houses, where drug experiments would take place. The CIA dosed the men with LSD and then while at times drinking cocktails behind the two-way mirror, watched the drug's effects on the men's behaviors. Recording devices were installed in the prostitutes' rooms disguised as electrical outlets. This is so fucking interesting to me. First of all, this is why you don't fuck with women, period. Because we will literally lure you and drug you. (laughs) And brainwash you. Like, but this is also why you don't go to a stranger's hotel room because somebody's probably on a comfy ass chair with some popcorn on the other side of that mirror watching you guys. Interesting lessons in here. Yeah, lots of lots of red flags. Yes. <laughs> so most of the Operation Midnight Climax experiments took place in San Francisco and Marin County, California, and in New York City. The program had a little oversight and the CIA agents involved admitted that a freewheeling, party-like atmosphere prevailed. This is why this is perfect to do yeah. at universities and colleges. Yeah, because they needed people like in the mood to yeah. do it. Yeah. For sure. Also, one little weird thing that we said earlier how recording devices were installed in the prostitute's room disguised as electrical outlets. This is something that I do at every Airbnb, every hotel, or everything that I do. Mm-hmm. Check the outlets, check the mirrors, and there are so many ways to check to see if there's recording devices because this is a real thing, ladies and men. This is a real thing that there are hidden cameras at some places and often hidden in outlets, hidden behind mm-hmm. mirrors. Hidden in, yeah, everything behind TVs, the remote, the alarm clock, like everything. So really check hotel rooms, Airbnbs, everything that you're staying at because you never know. It's And this is a perfect example of that, that the CIA was just disguising possibly these cameras, but also voice recordings in very open spaces Mm -hmm. in these hotel rooms. So be aware, ladies. Kind of changing the subjects and talking about the death of Frank Olson. So Frank Olson was a scientist who worked for the CIA. At a 1953 CIA retreat, Olson drank a cocktail that had been secretly spiked with LSD. A few days later, on November 28th of 1953, Olson tumbled to his death from the window of a New York City hotel room in an alleged suicide. The family of Frank Olson decided to have a second autopsy performed in 1994. A forensic team found injuries on the body that had likely occurred before the fall. Mm. The findings sparked conspiracy theories that Olson might have been assassinated by the CIA. After prolonged legal proceedings, Olson's family was rewarded a settlement of $750,000 and received a personal apology from the president, Gerald Ford, and then CIA director, William Colby. This is really fucking interesting. Yes. This is, What did he know? What did he find out? Yeah, when you see the settlement for money, you know this is hush money. Oh yeah, they knew that. And a personal apology just 
Yeah, oh, a person. We're sorry. When for your the fuck troubles. do you hear of the CIA president issuing a personal apology to family members of a scientist that worked for the CIA? Like they fucked up. They did something. Oh yeah. He was killed. And there were injuries before the fall. Yeah, yeah I just want to know what he knew, what he yeah. said, what what happened there, but it's very, very so once interesting. Again, this is some missing information. And it was at a CIA retreat. I know. They just assassinate their own men at their own parties. They drugged him. Yeah. Off the LSD. And, and then, then a few days later, just boof. They killed him. You know what I think? Okay, this is my theory. They spiked his drink yeah. with LSD because maybe they had found out that they could get information through yeah. LSD. Maybe they thought that he was a spy from another country, or maybe, this is a very big conspiracy, maybe he was hypnotized by a Soviet yeah. person, and he had the mind control, the hypnosis, and knew stuff and was relaying back information. They tried to use LSD to kind of get more information. Maybe he did spill a little bit or maybe not, and they had to kill him. This is yeah. a very, very big conspiracy that I just made up just now. Uh-huh. But we're connecting, we're trying to yeah, connect Yeah, we're dots. trying to connect dots here. Because if it's not that he was giving information to somebody else, there clearly was something that he knew that maybe they spiked his drink with LSD because they wanted to try and get information from him unwillingly. Mm-hmm. And then, with whatever he said, just boom. Done. It's very, very weird. So we found a little bit more details or information about this story. Glass shattered high above 7th Avenue in Manhattan before dawn on a cold November morning in 1953. Seconds later, a body hit the sidewalk. Jimmy, the doorman at the Statler Hotel, was momentarily stunned. Then he turned and ran into the hotel lobby. We got a jumper! We got a jumper! <gasps> the night manager peered up through the darkness at his hulking hotel. After a few moments, he picked out a curtain flapping through an open window. It turned out to be room 1018A. Two names were on the registration card, Frank Olson and Robert Lashbrook. Police officers entered room 1018A with guns drawn. They saw no one. The window was open. They pushed open the door to the bathroom and found Lashbrook sitting on the toilet, head in hands. He had been sleeping, and then he said he just heard a noise and then woke up. The man that went out the window, what is his name? One officer asked. Olsen. Frank Olsen. So that is weird that he wasn't alone in that hotel room when he supposedly jumped out out of suicide so the guy probably killed him and then went and sat on the fucking toilet yeah so this is like a post courthouse news service so a federal judge dismissed claims that the cia dosed a bioweapons scientist with lsd in 1953 killed him and made it look like a suicide Eric and Niels Olsen say their father, Frank Olsen, died shortly after expressing his disillusionment with his work as a CIA bioweapons expert during the early years of the Cold War. Olsen had allegedly been involved in the highly classified MKUltra program, which sought to develop chemical and biological materials for clandestine operations. 
The program included testing LSD as a truth serum and a mind control agent on human subjects. Numerous works of investigative journalism and requests under the Freedom of Information Act ultimately brought the MKUltra project to light, and U.S. District Judge James acknowledged that the public record supports many of the allegations that follow, far-fetched as they may sound. Although mention of LSD conjures in the popular imagination the 1960s escapades of Ken Casey and his Merry Pranksters, government study of its effects predates this by a decade, which we've talked about. This yeah. has probably been going on for so long. The Olsons said their father witnessed extreme interrogations in which the CIA committed murder using biological agents that Dr. Olson had developed. Ooh. CIA officials allegedly believe that any misgivings Dr. Olson had about the work might drive him to commit security violations. Oh. The Olson said the CIA then spiked a bottle of Cointreau with LSD at an agency meeting, dosing their father without his knowledge and making him a guinea pig for his experiment into the effects of LSD on humans. The agency then shipped Olson to New York City, telling his family that he required psychiatric treatment and could be dangerous, his sons claimed. A doctor allegedly met Olson at the New York hotel room he shared with another CIA colleague, Robert Lashbrook, and gave him bourbon and several sedatives. So this is a quote. The men had two martinis each before bed that evening, the son said. At approximately 2.30 in the morning on Saturday, November 28th, Dr. Olson fell 13 stories to his death from the window of the room 1018A, the hotel room he was sharing with Dr. Lashbrook. They added, the circumstances surrounding Dr. Olson's wrongful death are sustainably similar to a secret assassination technique described in a manual that upon information and belief, the CIA published the year of Dr. Olson's death. <laughs> the manual suggested that for secret assassination, the contrived accident is the most effective technique because when successfully executed, it causes little excitement and is only casually investigated. Sketchy. Wow. So I wonder if he was developing stuff that he felt guilty of the way that it was being used. Yes. And that's just what it was. And he just had so much on his conscience that he was maybe going to say something or expose the CIA yeah. for what they're doing or refuse to keep developing Yeah, and the CIA, stuff. like, saw that as a fucking threat to Oh, yeah. They're like, you can't fucking say no. what you built for us. So they just, like, killed him out of fear that yeah. he was going to go and, like, spill yeah. the fucking secrets. And because he was somebody that kind of made drugs and could make substances i wonder if lsd was just the starting point and to the point or what i mean by that is like you give the person lsd first to kind of 
blur their senses a little mm-hmm. bit, and then you give them another substance that really acts like a truth serum. Yeah. I wonder if it was like a double drug thing and LSD was kind of just the starter point Mm -hmm. of getting them to a proper state. Yeah, and also, like, they gave him a bunch of alcohol at the same time. Like, just imagine being drunk and, you know, maybe not even being aware that you were given LSD and, like, somebody asks you... But him being an expert on it, he probably figured it out pretty fucking quick while he was intoxicated and and while he was drugged. killed right now. Oh, yeah. And they gave the other guy sedatives, too. So what if the loud noise that the guy heard was maybe the window breaking, but also somebody leaving the room? Yeah. And that's what woke him up, is somebody else leaving the room. Yeah. Or maybe they also drugged that guy to kind of control him to do it for them. Yeah. But. We will never fucking knows? know. Very this weird. Is, this is interesting. Imagine getting assassinated by your boss. Just for no, <laughs> for no reason. Like, that's the thing. They feared, uh, they just feared that he was going to, yeah, that yeah. he was going to expose. He didn't even expose anything yet. Yeah. Precautions, I guess. Yeah. Very weird. So then the next section here talks about Mr. Ken Kessie and other MK Ultra participants. So Ken Kessie, author of the 1962 novel One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, volunteered for MKUltra experiments with LSD while he was a college student at Stanford University. Kessie later went on promoting the drug, hosting LSD-fueled parties that he called acid tests. Acid tests combined (laughs) drugs used with musical performances by bands including The Grateful Dead and psychedelic effects such as the fluorescent paint and black lights. These parties influenced the early development of hippie culture and kick-started the 1960s psychedelic drug scene. Other notable persons who reportedly volunteered for CIA-backed experiments with LSD included Robert Hunter, the Grateful Dead lyricist, Ted Kaczynski, better known as the Unabomber, and James Joseph Whitney Bugler, the notorious Boston mobster. Very interesting. Doing it at universities is literally the perfect place for them to do this. Because, look, they had free testing with these acid test parties. Just go to a party, and as far as they know, everybody... Well, this is a very fucked up mindset, so (laughs) this is not me speaking out of my own mouth right now. This is me theorizing on what they believed. But they probably believed that they were showing up to these university parties where all these people already consented to drinking alcohol. So they're like, ah, what's another drug? Yeah. Let's just add to their drink. Let's yeah. fight their drink a little more. They already consented to being here. We didn't lure them here. Free bait. Yeah, and also, like, knowing the CIA, they definitely didn't say, like, oh, this is experiments for mind control. If anything, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, no, we're testing a fun little drug. Like, it's a party drug. Like, oh, yeah. have fun, have a party. Just to kind of see how it works on the brain. Yeah. Which is so Without telling weird. them, well, like, why they were exactly yeah. doing that. And then people took the <laughs> trip right from the CIA and just started doing LSD for fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they took the fucking acid and they ran with oh, it. Oh, yeah. Literally. <laughs> They're like, oh, this shit's kind of good. So can we say that the 1960s psychedelic drug scene started with these CIA experiments, <laughs> like, involuntarily? Is getting roofied a product of these experiments? And is it because of the <laughs> <I> CIA? <swear. laughs> Everything goes back to the CIA. I swear. It's fucked. But it's really, really 
interesting that these, I don't want to say high profile, but like these, I don't know, bigger people consented to be part and volunteered to be part of these experiments. Was it because they wanted more to their name? Is it because they wanted a bit more fame? Maybe. Yeah. Is it because they also thought that they could gain something from it? Maybe. Yeah, because who knows? The CIA could have done Mm -hmm. a really good little deal with them, too. Yeah, because the one, James Joseph Whitney Bugler, the notorious Boston mobster, what if he also kind of wanted something, you know, the mention of psychological torture Mm -hmm. at the beginning? Is that something that maybe he he thought he could get a kick out of afterwards? Volunteer for these experiments, learn a few things, apply it to his own work. To his own work. Yeah, to his own business. Yeah. He a businessman. <laughs> For him, this was like going to a lecture. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like learning something. <laughs> so it's super interesting just to learn about kind of what these experiments did and more on how MKUltra experimented on prisoners, including crime boss Whitney Bugler. Um, they kind of say what they told these prisoners that the experiment was. So... Bugler was one of the prisoners who volunteered for what he was told was an experiment aimed at finding a cure for schizophrenia. As part of this experiment, he was given LSD every day for more than a year. He later realized that this had nothing to do with schizophrenia and that he was a guinea pig in a government experiment aimed at seeing what people's long-term reaction to LSD was. Essentially, could we make a person lose his mind by feeding him LSD every day over such a long period? Bugler wrote afterwards about his experiences, which he described as quite horrific. He thought he was going insane. He wrote, I was in prison for committing a crime, but they committed a greater crime on me. And towards the end of his life, Bugler claimed to realize the truth of what had happened to him. And he actually told his friends that he was going to find that doctor in Atlanta, who was the head of that experiment program in the penitentiary, and go kill him. And there goes our answer. Yeah, so... He didn't know. Yeah, yeah. Some of these people were lied to. Yeah. And I'm sure not everybody was, but a lot of people yeah. probably were. Yeah. I mean, and a lot of people had this done against their consent as well, yeah. like using sex workers and prostitutes to lure these people into rooms to unconsensually drug them. Yeah. And see the effects. Yeah. See what would happen. They were just like, huh, oh, let's fuck around and just Yeah, which a is little so here. messed up. Yeah. So in nineteen seventy four, so almost a year before like MK Ultra got released mm-hmm. to the public or was known to the public, New York Times journalist Seymour Hirsch published a story about how the CIA had conducted non-consensual drug experiments and illegal spying operations on U.S. citizens. His report started the lengthy process of bringing long-suppressed details about the MKUltra to light. The following year, President Ford, in the wake of the Watergate scandal and amid growing distrust of the U.S. government, set up the United States President's Commission on CIA activities within the United States to investigate illegal CIA activities, including Project MKUltra and other experiments on unsuspecting citizens. The commission was led by Vice President Nelson Rockefeller and is commonly referred to as the Rockefeller Commission. The Church Committee 
helmed by Idaho Democratic Senator Frank Church, was a larger investigation into the abuses of the CIA, FBI, and other U.S. intelligence agencies during and after the resignation of President Richard M. Nixon. The Church Committee delved more into plots to assassinate foreign leaders, including Cuban dictator Fidel Castro and Congolese independence leader Patrice Patrice Lumumba. It also uncovered thousands of documents related to MKUltra. These revelations resulted in Ford's 1976 Executive Order on Intelligence Activities that prohibited experimentation with drugs on human subjects, except with the informed consent in writing and witnessed by a disinterested party of each such human subject. So after this whole MKUltra, there was an executive order placed on intelligence activities that prohibited them to use drugs without the consent and without Mm. other witnesses around. Yeah. Because they were doing some shady shit. Yeah. And then there's also parts of another article from the NPR that talks about how, this is a very sensitive subject, but how the CIA hired Nazi and Japanese torturers to learn their methods of what they used in concentration camps and to come explain what they had found out so they could build more on their own research. So this is really, really messed up, of course, that they would go to those kinds of people for help to kind of further their studies. But both of those places did have experiments and obviously experience with Mm -hmm. using drugs Mm -hmm. as a torture method. Because as much as we're, like, joking about the LSD involvement in these experiments, like, this was real shit. Like, they were not playing around. Like, the CIA is the CIA, and they deal with spies from other countries. They deal with wars. They deal with all sorts of stuff where they do really use real torture techniques. And for them to have had input from people who worked these awful, awful, awful concentration camps is so disturbing Mm -hmm. that they wanted to learn from them. Yeah. That is so fucked up. Mm -hmm. So messed up. Yeah. And then you think, like, did Frank Olsen witness some type of experiment where someone was put under these drugs and, like, severely Absolutely tortured, tortured. where it was completely inhumane. Yeah. And then that made him kind of double think literally mm-hmm. everything that he was doing to enable these experiments yeah and at the end of this article here it talks about how some of the scientists destroyed so many of the records mm-hmm. from mk ultra and it just kind of summarizes that of them kind of leaving and being done their work in around 1973 and deciding to get rid of of everything they were done and keep it secret. So you kind of wonder because they don't really talk about the successes or failures Mm -hmm. in these documents. They really don't talk about how far they went to find success and if they found success in any of those methods and how deep they went because there's so much of it that is just completely hidden and all gone, which we see in a lot of the CIA documents. Mm -hmm. But especially for this one with how hard it was to find information. We really don't know 
Yeah. What came of this, if they're still using those methods, if they did find them successful, if they found other methods that were more successful than using LSD for stuff, but they really don't have conclusions. Mm -hmm. A lot of these documents don't have Mm -hmm. conclusions. And it's very sketchy, especially when there's people within the CIA that are working on these projects that are being assassinated. Yeah. You know, how deep is it really that the people that are working on it themselves are being killed for suspicion of it coming out? Like, they would never, ever, ever tell the public anything about it, for sure. So it's like, they're willing to tell us just the surface. Uh How deep is it? And the surface is already so fucking bad. Oh, that yeah. That's that, like why. Yeah, and you can't even begin to wrap your head around what would make it so awful for somebody that was participating mm-hmm. in these awful experiments for them to be like, that's too much. Yeah. What is that too much? Yeah. And how deep did it go after that? Yeah. That's what's weird. And that's what's scary. Because we only have stories about a couple of, mm-hmm. of people. Yeah, exactly. What about those people that are not named? Mm-hmm. What was their experience? Yeah, and there are some uh, documents out there where there's quotes of people that, you know, claim that they were subjects for the MK Ultra that do suffer kind of the long-term trauma mm-hmm. from it and, you know, how the drug affected them. Some people have stories, but then you wonder, like, is it true? Is it not true? It's hard to tell because these people weren't documented. Yeah. So you don't know. And that's also the scary part in, like, not only the U.S.'s stuff, but also the Soviets. Like, all the documents that we break down about what the Soviets are doing that are the documents made from U.S. intelligence. It's like, what are they leaving out? Because everything that we know is already really fucked up. Mm -hmm. So how much deeper does it go? And also... What do the Soviets know that they just didn't tell the U.S.? Like, obviously, they're telling all of this stuff because it is surface stuff. And they're not worried about the U.S. learning all of their secrets. So there's pretty fucked up shit going around Mm -hmm. that we will never know what it is. And probably never will know what it is. And whatever is probably working as well will not be released in a state. Oh, no. No. They will keep that shit. Because also... If there's one thing that they do find absolute success in, they would never reveal that. No, exactly. All the ones that we're talking about, like the hypnosis, the LSD, the drugs, the psychotherapy, all of that, like, those are all experiments that they did that they found success, but also had some iffiness in it. And these are also methods from the 70s and before then. Yeah. What are they doing now? Yeah, who fucking knows? (laughs) I don't know. Some scary stuff. Like, oh, yeah, it's really weird. So this episode was very condensed in information because we were reading a lot off of documents and lots of big words in there. And it's been a long episode so far. So we're going to kind of summarize everything that we've been through so that you kind of get the overall info on everything that we just said. Mm -hmm. So just to remind you, MKUltra was a project that lasted from about 1953 until 1973 but it only went public around 1975. And it was experiments done by the CIA using LSD for and other drugs for mind control, information, and psychological torture. 
So one of their most popular experiments was Operation Midnight Climax, where government-employed prostitutes lure unsuspecting men into the CIA safe houses where more drug experiments took place. Yeah. Not only that, but they also had experiments done at Stanford University and Columbia University. They had what they called acid tests where (laughs) they had parties and the hosts were fueling these parties with LSD. Just to kind of see the effect that it would take. And then there was everything with the death of Frank Olson, or possibly the assassination of Frank Olson that was a scientist who worked with the CIA in the MKUltra experiments Mm -hmm. and was mysteriously assassinated for maybe knowing too much information or not wanting to work on the project anymore. And then you had also the investigation in 1974 of possible illegal CIA activities which brought up or exposed the MKUltra projects. Mm -hmm. So really fucked up shit going on. Yeah. And it's it's super interesting. Well, it's not really interesting. It's kind of weird. But a lot of what we find on the CIA library for the documents that we find, again, we'll put all of our resources that we found in the description of the episode so you could go see them for yourself if you wanted to. But it is a little weird that everything that we find is either U.S. or Soviet related. Mm -hmm. Where is North Korea? Where is everybody else? Yeah, there was a couple mentioned, but... Because there's nothing really. So you wonder, like, because North Korea right now is fucked up. Mm -hmm. And you wonder... Because even us, we're probably censored to a lot of the stuff that happens in North Korea at the moment. Yeah. So you wonder kind of what kind of experiments do they have? What kind of background on parapsychology do they have? Is it really just Russia that's ahead of the game? Is it other people? But we really only find a lot of documents on Soviet activity and U.S. activity. Yeah. So it's a little weird how everybody else in the world is kind of in the shadows. Yeah, it really seemed at that time the U.S. really (laughs) feared the USSR. Yeah, but were they fearing other people too? And it's just that the documents that we've been reading or whatever has been Mm. released is like what we're reading, but it's weird to think about. Just as a reminder, we have changed our posting schedule and we will not be posting every single Friday. So next Friday, you will not get an episode, but the Friday after that, you will. Mm -hmm. Well, we really hope you enjoyed this week's episode. This very informative episode. (laughs) And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. You can listen to this podcast on Spotify, Apple, Anchor, and Google Podcasts. And you can find us on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at Spirit Goddess Podcast. We're happy to have you on this spiritual journey with us, and we will see you next time.